Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. This is Emily. I'm Veronica. And we are here today to uh, to actually do a podcast that is inspired by one of our listeners, which is kind of cool. Uh, I had an email come in from one of our listeners who was asking about basically how do you carve out space and time to create or maintain a practice, a spiritual practice, um, in the wildness of day-to-day life and responsibility and uh, working around all the other people who might be in your household, or in my case, animals that might be in your household. Um, well, I have a people too, but. <laughs> <laughs> you mean person? A person. I have a person <laughs> in my house besides me. Uh <laughs> But uh, specifically, the woman who wrote in is a mama and was talking about kind of the challenges around like making time for yourself when you have kiddos in the house. And, you know, how do you how do you do that? So I thought it'd be really cool if we talked about that, because I know for a fact, she is not the only person out there who has these challenges. Um, I know I've had those challenges and Veronica, I know you have had those challenges as well. Um, So and Veronica has more people in her house than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And I have a, a child slash adult <laughs> yeah, right. in my house. So I, um, I have, I have some experience to draw upon in this subject matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, and for this month, the theme that I was kind of hoping we could focus on is self-care. And I think maintaining and managing a, a practice uh, you know, a spiritual practice can really be an anchor in your life and can be a place for self-care to occur. So I, I feel like this topic really ties in nicely. Um, and, and I will say, you know, personally, I will be the first to admit that I have definitely allowed my own spiritual practice to fall by the wayside on multiple occasions in my life because things got too busy or, you know, I had this idea I was going to do this ritual and it was going to be amazing. And then I'm like, oh my God, so much work. I totally can't even do that right now. Um, and so I don't, and it doesn't happen. And then I'm like, oh, I suck at being a witch. And they're done that. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Veronica, what are your biggest challenges around maintaining your own practice? Um, I, well, currently mm-hmm. it is definitely um, work, energy. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like I'm my biggest enemy as far as um, like I make a big deal out of things. It's like, just like you said, like, I'm like, oh, I have to do this whole thing as opposed to, um, what if I just lit a candle and pulled a card? What if I just, you know, you know, I don't know, sat and, and meditated for five minutes, you know, like it doesn't have to be, so I make big things up in my mind. So I feel like I am my worst enemy, you know, as far as like, oh, I have to, and, and I have to be, you know, pressurize myself. Like I have to have, 
a daily practice and I have to, and yeah, a daily practice is great and wonderful, but I wake up at like three o'clock in the morning sometimes and have to go to work. And so I'm like staggering around to get my coffee going. You know what I'm saying? So it's just not a good time for me. So I, I feel like the first thing is to make sure it's work. It works for your life. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, I kind of took what you asked me and went off into a different <laughs> place, but you know, and I do, I do have, you know, blocks around having, um, you know, obligations at home as well. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and when my daughter was younger, um, I actually, I found that it was a lot easier to incorporate my practice with her and include her, um, than not like then mm -hmm. try to carve a quiet place, um, and walk away sometimes for five minutes seemed like crazy. So it's like, okay, well, wh why walk away? Why don't I just tell her I'm going to be doing this and, and like, involve her, you know? I think that's a really important point uh, to make for moms out there because I talked, I mean, in my work, I talked to a lot of moms, but also within our, you know, our collective, our spiritual collective, we have a lot of moms. And I, as we've all known each other for so many years, you know, I've known all of you since you had really young kids. And that seems to be like one of the big pieces of being able to celebrate holidays, you know, and, and being able to kind of honor the wheel of the year um, or daily practices is that bringing the kids into it in whatever way, it doesn't end up looking like you think it's going to look right. It's like, oh, we're going to have this big, <laughs> I'm going to do this big elaborate witchy ritual. It's going to be amazing. And, you know, you have this picture in your head that you're going to look like an Instagram photo. <laughs> and it's not that it's like more of a shit show, but it's still <laughs> a total, exactly. you know, you still are taking the time, the intention, the practice. And that's really what the point is, um, is to, to create that intention. Um, you know, I responded to this listener who wrote in and I said, you know, so much of magic is about intention and, and changing consciousness at will. Um, or did I say that to her? Did I say it somewhere else? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was thinking about it. So um, listener, if I didn't write that to you, it was something I was thinking about. But <laughs> uh, so much of it is about that, though, the intention and the changing your consciousness at will. It doesn't necessarily have to be this fanciful, beautiful, elaborate thing that you do. You know, for me, sometimes just making my tea in the morning is the process of like setting my intention for the day. Or, you know, if I'm feeling, if I wake up and like, like this morning, I woke up, I was feeling anxious. And as I was making my tea and like stirring it, it in, I was just thinking, okay, you know, I'm stirring in a, a decrease in anxiety here and just a sense of peace and calming with this warmth. And that in and of itself, in my mind is a spell. Basically, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm creating a spell in my tea that took two seconds that I then sit down and while I'm drinking it, that's popping back in my head because I've set that intention. So I do think that there's really simple ways to incorporate things. I, I want to kind of share a little bit about that as well, because I guess something that I'm thinking about for moms um, as well, or, you know, people who, you know, have other people in their home and are trying to find a time and place to, to carve out for themselves, not necessarily always incorporating the children. Um, 
But just like you said, like, this is something you do every day. You drink a cup of tea. So why not add a little something to make that a magical experience? So for me, it would be like, I take a bath every day. So I could, you know, put in some special herbs in there. I can, you know, um, move the water in a figure eight and add a little magic spell of like what I want as I am soaking in this bath or, um, because like, yeah, as, as a, a mom of younger children, usually it's typically younger children. You, it's like a, a crazy thing to even get a bath, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, have any moment to yourself. So if, if there's something that you do every day, um, then why not make that part of your ritual and part of your magical experience, you know, it, you know, and, and make that your own. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're, you know, I hear you say I take a bath every day and I don't have kids and I'm still like, how the hell do you find time to take a bath every day? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like that just feels like so decadent. And I love taking baths. It's one of my favorite, like self-care things to do, but I don't do it. I probably don't even do it weekly if I'm honest. Uh, I wish I did. But I tend to do a lot of things in the shower around like really taking the moment to become present with what's the sensation of the water hitting the top of my head? What is this water washing away? What am I letting go of in this moment? You know, what do I want to kind of bring as I'm fresh and new? What do I want to bring into my day, into the world? Um, so and I, I have a, water's a really comforting thing for me. So it's often a very, just taking a shower can be a really soothing caretaking experience for myself as well. And that might not be true for you. You know, I, I definitely know people who hate taking showers because it just is another inconvenience of things you have to get done. <laughs> so maybe that's not your medicine, but, <laughs> but yeah, I going for a walk. Yes. Right. Or even taking intentional breaths. I mean, you can, you can like narrow your practice and your spiritual experience down to something very simple. You can connect with the element of air simply by taking intentional breaths. And, you know, when you think about the element of air that ties into new beginnings that ties into, um, so I just want to point out that uh, right now Veronica's making faces. I'm assuming at her daughter. Is that is that it, Freya, or is that it? No, this is my dog. Oh, <laughs> this, is, this is my dog, who is deciding she's to talk to me right now. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out she wants because it's, to go it's like outside. that. It's like exactly this, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm in the middle of doing something else. <laughs> to me is really important and is this is for me you know yeah and it's like oh yeah the animals need to be taken care of because they can't wait another second (laughs) (laughs) well no because you're otherwise engaged and you're not paying attention to them so they need you right now exactly that's how it works around here anyway (laughs) oh my goodness but so okay that was, I just had to say something because it was like the perfect example of exactly what we're talking about, which is that <laughs> life and people and animals and responsibilities kind of can hijack your moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And what I was saying before that was each thing that you do throughout your day can be a connection to spirit or to source. So breathing can be a connection to air. Um, and thinking about all the things that are associated with air, how do you want to use your breath to embody those things? Or stepping on the earth can, can be the experience of being connected to earth, you know, tapping your feet, even taking your shoes off and just feeling the ground beneath you, whether it's indoors or out is the simple act of connecting with earth, you know, taking that time to exercise or move your body can be a connection to fire. So maybe you want to be really concrete and you light a candle and that's your connection to fire, but just using what you have, which is your body in the moment, getting your heart rate up, getting your blood pumping, dancing, all of that is this connection to the fire element. How are you going to use that in your day to connect to fire? What are you wanting to bring into the world by connecting with fire? And uh, water can be as, you know, it can be taking a shower or a bath or drinking water um, or crying. You know, sometimes it feels good to just cry. And that can be a connection, you know, to, to water and to your deep emotion and to your inner knowing. And yeah. Anyway, I just got on a really intense tangent. I'm going to slow down here. <laughs> no, well, look, what I'm hearing, you know, from you is also like this, this aspect we were talking about self-care is that that is part of it is, you know, this, this time, um, carving out this time for yourself or having intention, this is a way of having self-care. Mm -hmm. Um, and we, need, we need to do that. Um, right now above all times, we need to be taking care, care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're a mom or you're taking care of other, you know, maybe it's your elderly, um, you know, parents, like you need to take care of yourself so you can take care of other people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, totally. And, and I also want to say, you know, I know what drew me into my own practice of magic and, and witchcraft was definitely uh, the feeling that it gives me and the feeling of connection to source. And then also, not going to lie, it was really cool to have tarot cards and like, <laughs> you know, do magic. You can't see me, but I'm like using air quotes, um, you know, and think about like, oh, I'm casting a spell right now. Like all those things are really cool and exciting and amazing. And they don't necessarily look the way you think they're going to, or they don't have to look like you think they're going to. So I think it's great to set expectations and to maybe even imagine something like if you want to do an elaborate ritual, cool, do it. Absolutely. And sometimes we have to pivot and be flexible and acknowledge that really for me, for, and I'm, so I can only speak for myself, but witchcraft is like, it's just part of who I am. It's really mm -hmm. intricately woven into the fabric of my belief system of how I move through the world of what I do each and every day. Um, it's, it's all of that. It's like any belief system or spiritual practice, right? It's a part of me. So if I fail to sit down and take that time to do something in a day, it doesn't really make me less of a witch. You know, if I, if I choose my couch over, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, over going and doing that elaborate ritual or my elaborate ritual just turned into me lighting a candle and saying a prayer. That's okay. Like that, that still counts. <laughs> I mean, I, 
I think that's a really good point, Emily, because I do honestly judge myself like this last Samhain. Um, I was just like, I was, I was tapped out. I, I spent all my energy making the food for the feast. And then when it came down to feasting, I just like, couldn't even do it. I don't even know what was going on with me. I was like, I just can't do this. I'm going to sit and watch Ghostbusters with my family instead. And I totally (laughs) judged myself. You know Uh what I'm saying? Like I didn't do what I would normally do, which was set up an elaborate table. And, you know, uh, I did other things, you know, and I did, I made the feast and I, like, I gave it, I put it on the altar, but I didn't do what I would normally do or, you know, so I totally judged myself. Although I did, I did a kind of ritual. It wasn't as formalized, mm-hmm. you know, and as I normally would, would have it. Um, but like, this is a thing with a belief system and, and how you live your life. It's like how to incorporate it into your life. And if it's separate, it's going to make it more difficult in my opinion. Like if I separate it out, it's like an extra thing I have to put on my to-do list as opposed to like, like you said, like part of who you are, it's like, oh yeah, of course I'm, I'm going to like put this food on the altar. Okay. Thank you. Ancestors love you you know, back at you or whatever that is, you know, and then that's it. It doesn't have to be this huge fancy thing where I light a candle, set the table set. Although I love to do that too, (laughs) you know? Well, this is, this is the flexible piece, right? Both things bring some type of energy and joy and, you know, all of that and connect you. They just do it differently. And so sometimes you're going to have the energy to create and be a part of this deeper ritual. And other times it's not going to go as deep, but it doesn't mean it's not as meaningful. So, you know, I also want to just acknowledge that both Veronica and I have been practicing, you know, had our own practices for like 20 years or more. Uh, I know Veronica, you've been practicing longer than I have and, and I'm, I'm like 20 years in. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that being said, you know, the foundational practices that I learned early on have become incorporated and have become part of that tapestry of my life. If you are new to witchcraft, if you're new to paganism, um, you know, you're probably going to have a little bit different relationship because you're wanting to know all the things and you're wanting to learn all the things. And uh, it may be that in order to do that, you set some time aside, but maybe it's not every day. Maybe it's once a week. You're like, okay, once a week, I'm going to make sure that I do this lesson from this book or read this chapter or call a friend and talk about something witchy I just learned or, you know, whatever it might be to incorporate that. Um, because in the beginning, you are going to want to know and learn and explore. And it can be a little bit harder if you're trying to do things by the book. Uh, so my, my unsolicited advice to you is, you know, you don't have to do it all by the book. Take, take what works, leave what doesn't. And it's nice to have a framework. Uh, I know for me, it was really nice having a framework when I first started learning things and I still didn't do it all perfect. And I still didn't have the time to do it all perfect. So yeah, give yourself a little break. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when I started, when I started, I, you know, I started because there was a group called, uh, stills happening, reclaiming in Mm -hmm. this area. And, um, 
you know, my sister was, was meeting with them and taking classes and it was a structure and, and that really got me into like opening my eyes to the goddess culture. And then, uh, you know, I read spiral dance and, um, and then that just opened my whole mind to a whole nother way of thinking about our planet incorporating it. It made so much sense to me. Mm -hmm. And then, um, from there, it just kind of goes. So it's like, once that fire is fed and you're like, okay, I'm ready to go. I think that's so different than like making yourself or like having that, that feeling of like, I have to do this. Like it's so, and it's like, this is the witch's holiday. Like, how could I not do it? You know what I'm saying? As opposed to like, I'm really feeling it. So I'm going to let it move me as opposed to Mm -hmm. pushing it, you know? Um, yeah. I also think that, uh, Veronica, you and I are a little bit spoiled in that, well, two things. So one, we're both pretty social people, like just the fabric of who we are is that we like to interact with people. And some people aren't like that. Like I, I definitely do solitary practice, but I also love doing group practice. I love being in a group and and sharing and learning and all of that. Like that I feel is something I feel really passionate about. And for the last 16 years, you and I have been blessed enough to be able to be part of a group that meets on the weekly so that Mm -hmm. we both have this kind of placeholder in our lives of like, nope, it's circle this week. You know, it's it's like church, right? It's like, we don't Mm -hmm. meet on Sundays, but once a week we come together and we do some type of ritual for the most part. Um, And having that kind of placeholder in life definitely has brought me back to my practice again and again, even when I steer away from it or veer away from it because of whatever's going on. Um, And it's also been really enriching in that other people have given us information and knowledge and we've gotten to co-create things, which is so powerful, I believe. Um, My Mm -hmm. experience is that it's been really powerful. So, you know, you were talking about reclaiming and that was kind of where I started too. as far as like going to witch camp and taking classes and whatnot. Uh, But our group was born out of something different. It was born out of talking to people and being like, Ooh, that person seems kind of witchy. Maybe we should ask them if they want to come to our group. Like, (laughs) and you know what, actually um, the group was born from a mother's group. Oh, that's true. So yeah, I, I was part of a mother's group with my baby and I met with a woman uh, with the whole group of women and their babies. And one of the women was saying, oh, she was part of an herbal apprenticeship program. I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. And then we started talking. We're like, oh, wow. Like we kind of like the same things. Like she's like into herbal medicine and, you know, and then it was, we talked more, oh, she's into witchy stuff and, and oh, okay. You know? And then of course it was like, oh yeah, I thought of Emily right away. Um, <laughs> Well, and I mean, I'm sure we've told the story on here that we started as a goddess studies group, you know, trying to work through a book and then things just took off and morphed. But if you are feeling like maybe you need that little extra something, you know, a couple things. One, I think if you are comfortable using social media, if you don't have people in your life that you feel like might be interested in the same things as you are, Um, There are so many groups out there, like on Facebook that people are a part of. Um, I mean, I have a group for Wise Woman Witchery, which you're welcome to come check out. And, you know, if you're wanting to put together some people that to practice with, 
you know, put a shout out, see if anybody else is interested in that. And maybe you do pick a book and you work through it together. You know, now we're all so versed in using Zoom that we could, you could totally set that up for yourself. Um, but maybe you have friends, maybe you have people in your life, in your day-to-day -day life that might be kind of interested in some of the same things you are. And maybe they'd be interested in meeting with you once a week, you know, however that works for you in your community. Um, and maybe you work through a book together, or maybe you just go, hmm, where do we want to start? I mean, there's a lot of options, or maybe you take a class together. There's a lot of classes out there. Um, but it, I think having those other people to connect with and be held accountable to can help you be more accountable to yourself. Yes. Definitely. I mean, that's the thing. Well, I, th I think also like, um, like you were talking about, we have our weekly, we have our weekly group and like, I'm leading next week and I'm like, like, I've been so feeling so out of it. Just like I was gone for a while and I'm back home and I'm trying to get back into my routine and I haven't really been practicing much. I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll pick a card. Maybe I'll light a candle. Maybe I'll do this. Um, but I'm like, Oh, wow. Like, I'm leading next week. So there's like a deadline here. So what am I being inspired by right now? And that's what I try to get started. It's like, what's inspiring me? What, what is actually feeding me that I could share with others mm -hmm. um, as either, a, you know, something that they can use or something that might be helpful um, to our, to everybody right now, you know? Totally. Yeah, I love that. You know, so many beautiful rituals over the years have come out of what is inspiring people or what people are currently working with in their lives. Um, like I led Circle a few weeks ago, and I've been really inspired lately by this workout class that has a lot of movement. And I mean, obviously, it's a workout class, but a lot of like um, jumping around and dancing and moving your body to a beat. And I was like, oh my God, there's so much power in this, you know, which I always mm -hmm. know because I'm super body oriented. Uh, but I ended up doing a whole night uh, focused on using tarot to connect to music, to connect to our bodies. And for me, I mean, I don't know how everybody else felt about it, but I thought it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I missed that one. I, that, I mean, for me, I'm like, that's right up my alley. Yeah. You're really sorry. <laughs> you missed that night. Trust me. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> I think the main thing is like, you know, do what inspires you. And, and like, if you're inspired, you know, be led by your own fire as, as opposed to like, you know, putting it on yourself. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, that being said, I think that can also feel uncontained for people who are start just starting to practice when, you know, cause there's so much, there's so much information. There's so many different kind of nooks and crannies of things to learn about. So, you know, if that is you and you're feeling like, oh my gosh, yeah, you're telling me to be in, to follow what I'm inspired by or my fire, but like, I want it, I want all of it. Like I love all of it. Um, or I'm just really overwhelmed and I can't pinpoint one thing. That's when it is good to take a class or have a friend mm -hmm. that you're talking to about it. You know, maybe you can't form a circle, but maybe you have one friend that you are working with. Um, or maybe you find a book that you look at and go, oh, I love how this goes through step-by-step step, these different activities. Um, 
like I've, I have created something called the priestess path, which is a year long, uh, it's a, it's 13 moons, 12 lessons, and it moves through a year of time and starts with the basics of like, how do you ground and how do you clear your space? And then how do you cast a circle? And then what are the elements all about? And it moves through all these different pieces of a magical practice with the intention of creating an anchor for you to be able to cultivate your own practice and your own spiritual path uh, that, you know, you can move out into the world with. And, you know, maybe that sounds exciting to you. If so, cool, contact me, we can talk about it. But some, there are a lot of other things out there like that. And maybe what I'm offering isn't your thing, but what somebody else is offering is. So just know you don't have to traverse this by yourself. That's the other piece that I just feel is really important. So here you go. You're not alone. You're not alone. <laughs> there are many witches out here in the world and many of us want to support you. <laughs> that is true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so any last thoughts, Veronica? No, I'm just, I am just really grateful to have our women's group. And I'm just feeling like that gratitude of being able to have a community, yeah. um, especially in this time when everything is like, so, you know, separate, it feels separate. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just feeling gratitude. Nice. Yeah. Grateful for you, Emily. Oh, thanks. V. I'm pretty darn grateful for you too. We're lucky. We're lucky we know each other. <laughs> it's a lucky thing to have friends and, and, and soul sisters and community and all of that. Um, and, and that being said, I also just want to re restate, I think I already said it earlier, but just restate that, you know, n groups aren't for everyone. Like there, Veronica and I definitely are people who like groups. Um, we like to have our own space too, but, but we do function well within community. And I know that's not for everyone. We've had women join our circle who were like, this is just not my jam. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. like I would, I would rather be at home with my partner right now than, uh, than here having to be in a group, uh, <laughs> which, which is totally okay. And in that case, you know, maybe a book is more your, your thing, you know, maybe that's the thing that becomes your anchor point. Um, but there are just so many ways to learn out there. And if you're needing something to kind of, to kind of, I don't know, anchor yourself to, I keep using that word because that's what I'm feeling in my body. But if you're needing something to anchor yourself to, uh, you know, maybe daily is too much and that's okay. Or maybe you do something each day and it's not, um, elaborate, it's simple. And then maybe once a week you come back to that book or that class or that, piece of information. Um, and I know I'm repeating myself here, but I just want to really reiterate that you're not going to do this wrong. <laughs> and, and it's really important to listen to what is right for you because this is your practice and this is you embracing your magic and nobody else can really tell you exactly how to do that. They can just offer you tips and suggestions, um, and tools. So, whew, okay. I'm done. I'll step <laughs> off my soapbox now. Thanks for listening. <laughs> thank you, everyone. <laughs> yes, thank you. And stay tuned. In the coming weeks, we're going to be talking a little more about self-care 
uh, and magical self-care specifically. So we'll be tying in some different elements into how to um, bring more magic into your practices of self-love and self-care. And yeah, that's it. So take good care, everybody. Keep it super magical. And we will talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to The Witch Next Door. You can help others find us by subscribing to and rating this podcast. If you're interested in supporting this work, you can do so through the Anchor Support link in our description. And if you're ready to dive a little deeper, hop on over to wisewomanwitchery.com and check out the Wise Woman Witchery Diving Deeper monthly membership group. The details and sign-up link are available there. And remember, you are magic. Embrace it. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.